Bayat itself is sunnat, it's a means of great barakat in one's amal, etc. A person gains that commitment, he gains some kind of boost and energy now to do what he has to do, provided now he keeps up with it. So bayat is not farz, but what is farz is islah. Now sometimes the misconception is that if a person has become bayat somewhere, then that is done. Whereas that is not done, that is just the start of the road. And sometimes there are people who didn't formally take bayat anywhere, but they still did what was farz. The farz part is the islah. So they undertook whatever was necessary for the islah. And then they reached the destination that was required because they undertook what was necessary. And then there are sometimes Many times, in fact, person becomes bayat, but then he does nothing further. So, when he does nothing further, in terms of Islam, he doesn't make any progress, and rather sometimes things just keep slipping backwards also. So the bayat itself is not the end of the road. That is just the first step. When a person does become bayat, one as mentioned now, because it's now something that links him up to this unbroken chain and the silsila all the way top to very great personalities so that barakat also comes and then it's sunnat obviously so the the reward of sunnat and the benefit and the barakat of sunnat what who can compare that in but that is not the end of it then the whole process of islah has to happen now what is the process of islah so islah to very simply understand it is like a person has some family doctor he has some physician that he has sort of identified or somebody he has appointed as who he will refer to for all his medical conditions so now if he goes to the doctor and he tells the doctor well I came to visit you and I came to tell you I am very well oh, very well then then you really find you don't need anything you are very well and he goes there and doesn't say anything also so he will be entertained and that's it so that's not going to but now he's got some things to now address he's got some treatment that he needs but he doesn't raise that at all he doesn't talk about that so he might have some tea and biscuits there but that will be where he'll finish off Islam won't happen so the process of Islam the purpose to start off with the purpose is the sum total of it to inculcate all the akhlaq hamida all the noble and good qualities and characteristics and rid ourselves of all the akhlaq razila all the base qualities on the side of akhlaq hamida taqwa, tawakkul inabad, ruju, sakhawat tawazu, fana all the whole list of the good and noble qualities to be acquired this needs to be worked on, this needs to be now and on the negative side to cleanse ourselves of the pride the malice, the jealousy the love of dunya, the love of the ego and all the rest of it, the haram desires that now become overwhelming and take us into what not, all those things so this is what has to be worked on so that is the purpose and the process 
the process works via what is known as ittila and ittiba ittila ittila means to inform so inform meaning a person informs of his halat of his situation of his condition what his problems are what he is lacking in what he is not managing to now get going his fajr namaz is getting left out he is missing his jamaat maybe he is a bit lax in his amal so that all needs to be addressed on the side of other things on the side of the don'ts he is falling into some don'ts things he shouldn't have in his life that's becoming a problem his gaze is out of control his tongue is out of control he has an anger issue whatever the issues might be so now one thing at a time whatever the process then might be advised that okay you put the whole list down or you come with one thing at a time but the process is via the ittila and ittiba now if a person has a'tiqad he has conviction and confidence in somebody that this person will inshallah with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala guide me correctly then that conviction and confidence should then make him explain his situation so that he can get the correct advice and then he can work on things so that is the process by which the Islah takes place and together with that one of the things that has been has always been the central issue in it is that a person then keeps taluk, he keeps up with the attending programs wherever possible and being in the sohbat of pious people all the time this is the process by which this happens so it is not a button that can be pressed something has been done once off and it's done for life this is an, a process and it's an effort so the effort has to be undertaken that is the process by which the Islah happens Bayat mashallah it's sunnah it brings great barakat but that is the first step it's not the end of the road in terms of after a person becomes bayat the most important thing it starts off with fulfilling hukukullah and hukukul ibad to first now take an account of ourselves in terms of the past are there any outstanding hukukullah or hukukul ibad outstanding hukukullah person has got for example now some qazas left over salah he missed out and he hasn't yet made the qaza now that has to become a priority now so now he needs to think back if there's any such things outstanding any fast that they were not fulfilled sometimes in early days, young days the person did some maybe forgot, just was careless, heedless sometimes zakat wasn't fully discharged qurbani got left out any compulsory wajib actions which were missed out now that has to be made amends you have to fulfill that so now make a list of that that I still have to be fulfilling all this these salah which became qaza or these are the amal which still have to be done and then likewise on the side of the hukukul ibad are there any rights of people that are outstanding rights of people it might be some monetary rights that haven't been fulfilled yet sometimes inheritance there's not some something that's still left outstanding one person came to Hazrat Mahashabhi Thanvi and he wanted to become bayat in those days three quarters of the Islam would happen even before the person's request of bayat can be accepted many used to request that they want to become bayat they say okay fine now first you you go back and then every two weeks you write one letter when you finish write 40 letters so every two weeks now in the space of two weeks you write a letter of Islam now seeking now advice on whatever the issues might be one one at a time 
when 40 letters have been now written, then you come back and will do the bayad. Now by the time those 40 letters have been written, and he sought advice on those 40, and maybe in that 40 letters there may be 2 issues or 3 issues each, so 120 issues were sorted out, 3 quarters of Islam were done already. Then the bayat used to take place. And as a result of that, people used to make tremendous progress very quickly, because they were committed to the process. And that was one of the reasons why this would be done first, to test the person's commitment. So now he wants to become bayat, so now he's consistently writing, every two weeks he's sending that letter. Now after 40 letters now, so likewise this one person came, and now he wanted to become bayat. So I said, look, I am very aware that in the area that you come from, people are very lax in terms of the proper distribution of inheritance. So what has reached you from your father and what came to him from his grandfather, from his father and your grandfather and up, was all that all correctly distributed. Now you first go and sort that out. So now he said, but yes, I know I got some things, but I don't know how it, who's the, said, no, no, you first work everything out. You need the help of how to sort it out in terms of work out who's entitled to what, I'll help you with that. But your duty is then to go and get it done, to go and physically sort it out. So now this had to be traced back a couple of generations, because it was always being done haphazardly. So the person was committed, and now it went back a couple of generations. <coughs> himself, some things his father had now probably received, which were not 100% according to how it was supposed to have been, he then retraced it and got. There were some people now, because over time, so many people passed away, and then now that went through their children, and they passed away, so now it's gone. So now, because it's coming from a couple of generations above. So now this got spread so far and wide, there were some people living, they had to find out where is this person, because he is now the descendant of so and so. That person was living in a far off place, the cost of getting that amount that was due to him was more than the amount itself. Now for example, somebody is living in Joburg, and now from here you need to send 10 rand to him. So now to send 10 rand to him, however you're going to send it, might cost you more than the 10 rand. Okay, nowadays this someone will do an EFT and get it done. But in that time and age, so now the cost of getting those amounts to people was more than the amount itself. He bought that cost, but he got the amount to them. The cost he took on himself, but got the amount to them. Now what was the point? The point was that that very deep commitment that hukukullah, hukukul ibad was all be taken care of. So this person to have put him through the whole thing. You go and sort it out. Then he told him, but now I don't know whether you gave it to people. So you get an endorsement from them, that their right was now given to them. Then you come and we'll get the bayad done. He was committed, he went, he did it. One person, he came, he said, I should take bribes. I was in some government department, for years I used to take bribes. But now I want to make toba from this. See, you'll have to get that money back to the people you took it from. You want to become bayat, you'll have to sort out these hukukul ibad. So I don't even know some of them. It's first whoever you can trace, who you know, who you have some idea, you're going to have to get it back to them. You bring an endorsement from them also, that their right was given back to them. And those who you can't, then you think back, and that amounts you give away in sadaqah. So now people went through all this, that was Islam, they were now conscious about what they need to do, they wanted to get to a destination, they weren't just going casually with the tide, and well for the namesake, or just to say well we did something, 
they were committed to getting their islah made islah requires that all these things be addressed so hukukullah hukukul ibad person works on that to address that get that sorted out then in terms of amal the highest priority is our five daily salah so that effort to be made that the five daily salah is made with jamaa in the masjid and as far as possible we make every effort to make it with takbir-e-ula that is a target now that our five daily salah in the masjid and the effort to be made to try and make it with takbir-e-ula together with salah then there's some amal daily in the salah obviously the farz but then there should be the sunnats sunnat-e-mu'akkada there's no question about missing it should make the effort to complete the sunnat-e-ghair-mu'akkada there should be some nawafil in the day some nawafil in the day the ideal and the highest level of the nafil is tahajjud but if somebody for some reason now is unable to wake up at that time the least is after the isha salah after the two sunnats person makes two more rakats how long does it take those two rakats will take three minutes four minutes five minutes at the most but with the niyat of qiyamul layl that is the least that is not on the same level as the tahajjud in the last part of the night but that too fa inna sunnata tahajjudi yatahassalu bitanaffuli ba'd al-isha the sunnat this is the statement of imam allama al-shami rahimahullah that the sunnat of tahajjud will be acquired with nafil any time after isha though it's not on the same level as waking up after sleeping in the last part of the night the last one third portion of the night that has its own merits and that has its own level but this too will at least count for some tahajjud having been formed so that's the least after and the benefits of tahajjud inshallah will be attained among them very major benefit that alaykum bi qiyamil layl fa innahu da'bus salihina qablakum that this is the path of all the pious people they had tahajjud in their lives nobody reached a higher rank of piety without tahajjud also in their lives so some degree of that will get in this qiyamul layl as well and then among the very very important benefits and great benefits that it is matradatun lishayateen it protects a person and dispels the shaitani influences it protects a person from the shaitani attacks like a person now going into a dangerous place is putting putting his bulletproof vest and going so that now he is protecting himself this becomes a protection from the attacks of shaitan so we should give great importance to this that at least this is the minimum the two rakats after the sunnah another two rakats nafil with the niyat of qiyamul layl shaitan will come in all 101 things at that time now i need to leave quickly and i got this urgent thing and that urgent thing and we'll come out of the masjid and we'll talk 10 minutes outside we'll come out of the masjid and we'll talk half an hour outside but inside shaitan told us no 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 you very in a very big rush now so you can't make this two rakats now so obviously the priority is the isha with jamaa in the masjid but then these two rakats also we make an effort then other nawafil in the day we try ishraq salatul duha awabin even two rakats at a time but nevertheless some nawafil as well nawafil are not just by the way no time now but the hadith we've discussed many many times that after the farais a person then tremendously gets closer to allah taala with the nawafil the hadith qudsi then apart from this the ma'mulat so some tilawat daily in terms of huffaz it should be minimum one para better is three paras daily minimum one para better is three paras daily 
we should try for that. And those who are not Hafiz, so minimum should be a quarter para daily, but to build it up to one para also. Obviously you're going to look and read, now everybody has his own capacity and his pace etc. Somebody is very fluent, somebody not so fluent, take, but minimum quarter para, if there's nothing happening at all, you start off with even one page daily. But the key aspect in this is the consistency. We're starting off with half page daily. But gradually then building it up. But the consistency is the key aspect. When a person will remain consistent with this, this is the step ladder to progress. Many times, right to Shaykh Hazrat Shaki Mahta So now part of the standard thing is to state about your mamulat, whether you're making it or not. So they will always write after that, this is the step ladder to progress. It might sound like this one routine carrying on. Now it got done, it got done, it got missed so much. But this is the step ladder to progress. And zikr ka naga, ru ka faqa. I repeatedly mentioned. Zikr ka naga, the person has left his zikr out for the day, then ru ka faqa. Then his ru has starved that day. Like a person didn't have his meal. So now he's hungry, he's going to be starving. Likewise, he missed his zikr for the day. Ru ka faqa, his ru has starved. Now that ru that has starved, but the thing here is, that like the body, if it's not getting nourished, it will succumb to disease. If that ru is not nourished, then it will succumb to all corruption and vice. The disease, spiritual diseases. So therefore the ru has to be nourished daily. So, the zikrs, for a start, those who have not yet had any zikr as such, then you keep to the tasbihat initially, the three tasbihat, hundred times istighfar. One is, even if it's the short formula of istighfar, this is the minimum, hundred times. The short formula, but the quality must be in it. One is to tick the box. So now just to get past the numbers, in a very, very hasty way. So that too is not devoid of benefit, but that's not going to bring the full benefit. Very consciously, very, very consciously to make istighfar. Hazrat Mawla Khalil Ahmad Saharampuri say after his tahajjud, now this is something Allah mentions in the Quran Sharif about the pious people, Wabil Ashari Hum Yastaghfirun. The last part of the night, Ashar, Sahri time, they used to then engage their time in istighfar. They spend the night in ibadat, spend the night in ibadat, but finish off with istighfar and seeking Allah's forgiveness. See, that was something to see how he used to engage in istighfar. Says that was some that was a, a sight to see. That istighfar time it would drive him in a way that he would be anybody else that just observes him too will be drawn to tears. Now he's making istighfar after his whole lengthy tahajjud, three paras in the night he should recite. And now he's sitting with a tasbih and making istighfar, but it will be like like how a person is in a serious situation now, he's committed some crime and now he's going to be executed and he's pleading for clemency. Just as an example to understand the, the manner and the kafiyat and the, the, the life in which there was in that istighfar. Now that is the aspect to do it with a lot of quality. Though it's a short formula, but deeply from the heart. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Each time feeling as if this istighfar is washing off the sins of my eyes. This istighfar is washing off the sins of my tongue. 
This time I said istighfar is washing my heart. And in this manner to just occupy the mind and engage the mind in that kind of thinking that increases the quality of the istighfar. And then likewise hundred times Durucharī, even if it's a short formula, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, starting off with Durud Ibrahim at least once, thrice, any other formula of Durucharī if lentia, but then even if it's a short formula, but again the quality, a lot of muhabbat, great amount of zeal, as if a person is directly presenting his Durucharī to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and then subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, hundred times. If you complete the whole third kalima, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, all the better, excellent. But at least this much, subhanallah, wa bihamdihi, hundred times. Again, very deeply, feeling each time, this is filling the heart with something. This is filling the heart with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. There's something coming deep down in the heart. Feeling it each time, hitting the heart. This quality is of extreme importance for that progress that we are desiring, for that protection that we want. For the heart to be filled with that noor that we are requiring, that comes with that quality. So just these three tasbihat for a start, and then a person has now consistently been doing this for a while, for 40 days, for a little longer period, 2-3 months, then he should ask for it to be reviewed, and then some zikr jahari etc. will be advised as well. But for now as a start, this much. This is the minimum, apart from that guru sharif, istighfar, this should be done in a very dedicated manner. Dedicated time, sitting without any distraction, completing these mammals. But apart from that, walking, driving, going about one's work, etc. And if it's possible at that time, that time we can be engaged in some extra durucharī, istighfar, sitting and waiting for salah to commence, got engaged. That there's no limit to it, the durucharī, istighfar. People, mashallah, Allah's servants, they are making thousands of times it daily. So, this is the basic aspect, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, the tasbihat, then we also keep ourselves involved in the efforts of deen. In our local masjid, the talib is taking place, the gush is taking place, we'll be part of it, whatever we can, to whatever extent. All this will help to keep up the spirit of deen. And the weekly programs that take place, we try to attend. If for any reason we can't attend, we can then participate via the audio streaming. But this is all part of the need. It's not the matter of the same topic was heard 20 times, whether it was uh, heard 100 times, but this is, Allah knows best, in that gathering, this is the need of everyone. The speaker needs it more than the listeners, and everybody needs it. That gathering, where everybody gathers for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, and the power of Iman of everybody gets together, everybody benefits. Somebody comes with a 10 watt lamp, somebody comes with a 100 watt, somebody comes with a floodlight, 1000 watts, and somebody comes with a 10,000 watt, but when it's together in the same room, you can't distinguish which light is where. And whose light went which direction. It's all infused together. So the whole place benefits from that combined light. The person came with the 10 watts also. He's benefiting with the combination of the 5,000 watts now, the 100,000 watts in that place. So likewise, when everybody gathers for the sake of Allah Ta'ala to refresh their iman, the combined level of iman everybody benefits from. So somebody will come with 10 watts, and somebody will come with 5,000 watts, but everybody will benefit from the combined level of Iman in that place at that time for that purpose. So, inshallah, we keep up with this. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. And as mentioned, that the process is the ittila and ittiba. Then, the kitabs of our mashayikh, etc., that too we should be reading from time to time. Otherwise, whatever 
of our silsila akabir the silsilas of Hazrat Sheikh Rahmatullah Alayhi Hazrat Mawashafari Thanwi Rahmatullah Alayhi these are the silsilas that we keep to and those mashayikh that have come from these silsilas their kitabs we try and keep up with inshallah we'll get a great amount of benefit from that talim in the home that too we keep up with all this is part of the same process and as mentioned right at the beginning at the end of the day it's the islah that's farz bayat is sunnat but the islah is farz the islah happens by the process of islah it doesn't happen by just thinking about it wishing for it yes we should keep our minds concerned about it but then that concern must translate into action Allah Ta'ala give us the profit Those who are in the back, you can just put your hand over somebody's shoulder. If you can't reach the hand. <coughs> A short khutbah will be recited. And when you are told, then you will repeat each other. Alhamdulillahi wa kafahu wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheena astafa. Amma ba'du fa'a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. إن الذين يبايعونك إنما يبايعون الله يد الله فوق أيديهم فمن نكث فإنما ينكث على نفسه ومن أوفى بما عاهد عليه الله فسيؤتيه أجرا عظيما سلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله I bring iman in Allah in his messengers in his angels in his books, in life after death, in that all good and bad, is from Allah Ta'ala. I make toba from kufr, from shirk, from bid'at, from ghibat, from having suspicions, from casting lustful glances, and from all major and minor sins. Ya Allah, I make a firm pledge to perform my five times salah with jama'ah, to fast in the month of Ramadan, to pay zakat if it's due, to perform hajj if it's farz, and to fulfill all the laws of deen, and stay away from all sin. And if I make a mistake, I will immediately make tawbah. Ya Allah, I'm entering into the silsila of the chishtiya, naqshbandiya, suharwardiya, and qadriya. Ya Allah, accept my bayat and make it a means of my complete islah and raise me on the day of Qiyamah with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the Sahaba Ikram and all the awliya of the Ummat. Sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi 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 wa alihi wa s